welcome to Fab of Rubies, where we are amplifying voices, sharing our thoughts and stories, and also having important and fun conversations as we grow in the knowledge of who we are in Christ. I am Amarachi Gabriel, your host, and today we'll be discussing the topic, how to leave and heal from toxic relationships. Now, this is something we struggle with when it comes to our dealings with people, and sometimes it can be with those we hold dear to our hearts. It is often difficult to leave and more challenging to heal from toxic relationships. But in this episode, we'll be navigating this with an amazing guest speaker by name Jocelyn J. Jones. She is a motivational speaker, a storyteller, podcaster, a minister of the word of God. She is also a biblical counselor who helps individuals heal from some of the most turbulent moments of their lives. She is the founder of Faith on the Journey, a ministry that helps people heal and move forward from traumatic events. And she's equally a facilitator with the Trauma Healing Institute, a global collaboration of ministries dedicated to helping people heal from trauma. She earned her master's degree in social work from the University of Chicago and her master's degree in theological studies from McCormick Theological Seminary. She has a book as well titled Breaking the Power of the Mask, Discovering Healing, Freedom and Joy on Your Journey with God. Not to mention she has quite a number of resources on grief and healing. Quite a delightful resume I must say and she's doing an awesome work out here. So before we proceed, this is a basic intro to what we already have. We had the previous conversation on Zoom, and I'm just going to be sharing that here with you in a moment. So please uh, just sit back, um, listen, share it if you may, and please tell me what you think at the end. Um, Share your thoughts also. Thank you so much, and God bless you as you listen. It's a privilege having you here. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Here with you. What an amazing work that you're doing. Oh, thank you. You are doing an amazing job. (laughs) You. I really like what you're doing. I feel people are, there are a lot of people in need of healing. Uh, People have gone through so many things. And what we don't know how to do most times is heal. And so when we have people who just get up above the ashes of whatever they had dealt with and they move on to just heal people and help others grow it's an amazing thing for me yes it's truly selfless so I like that and I really appreciate that um thank you so much so on this very episode we'll be talking about um healing from toxic relationships but mostly how to leave one because I feel we often have difficulties leaving and um it is also a difficulty healing from such relationships, even after we've left. So we're going to discuss that as well. And Ms. Jocelyn here has tons of information to share. She is quite experienced and she will give us, you know, a whole lot of insight on how to leave a toxic relationship and also how to heal from one. Uh, but before we dive into that, Ms. Jocelyn, I would like you to just give us a little background to how you started. Um, just want to know. Sure. Uh, So yes, I started Faith on the Journey after years of dealing with my own struggles with shame, um, insecurities from past pain from relationships, and I would call trauma as well. Uh, It's funny how God can use 
some of the experiences that you want to forget about and, and want to just throw to the back of your memory and he can use it for good. But nonetheless, um, I had been working at my church for many years. I worked as a director of a nonprofit for about eight years and loved the work that I was doing, but I felt that God was calling me to, to step out and do more, to uh, begin the process of sharing with other people what I had learned from my healing journey that I'm still working on, uh, but helping people to understand that you can't continue to live your, your life hidden behind a mask. And when I say mask, I say many of us have gotten to the point where we have learned how to pretend very well. Even before yeah. COVID, we were wearing masks to hide how we feel, uh, to hide the grief that we're carrying, to hide the pain, the shame, and all that. And Jocelyn was a master mask wearer. And, and with that, I, mm. I was dealing with so much hurt and no one knew. And so for, for me, one of the things I wanted to do was to start um, some type of platform that I eventually named Faith on the Journey, where yeah. I would share testimonies of people who have gone through some serious stuff, whether it's abuse, whether it's been grief and loss, whether it's been some other form of trauma. And I wanted to share those testimonies to show how people can go through excruciating times of suffering and God is able to bring them through that. And there is hope on the other side, because when you're in it, you don't feel any hope when you're in it, you feel like giving up. But in, in this, in this perspective, by just offering these testimonies of faith, I knew that it was going to give people some hope. And from there, uh, after sharing so many um, amazing stories, I, I began to see this is great for people, but people need more. And that's when I decided yeah. I'm going to start offering other forms of support, like trauma healing groups and biblical counseling and a number of different resources to help people to begin their healing journey and to feel like yeah. they're not alone. That's amazing. That is so beautiful. Um, I think one of the ways uh, people deal with whatever issues or trauma is by hiding, and you mentioned the mask. So I think it's really profound. It's really profound. Um, I have, I've also gone through like a season and my background is quite, I wouldn't say I've dealt with a whole lot, but I've understood something that healing can be very difficult. It can be a difficult process. So in this, um, on this context now, this topic, toxic relationships, how would you define it? Because I know relationships can either bring us good or bad, it can harm us or just, you know, bring us joy. So um, well, how would you define it, you know, toxic relationships? I think that toxic relationships can manifest in different ways, but at its core, it's toxic, a toxic relationship you can, these are signs if you're in a toxic relationship. A, if, if the individual who you're with is completely self-focused, um, okay. it's, it's all about pleasing them and they don't look at it as what um, can I contribute to this relationship to help who I'm in relationship with to grow. Uh, so that's yeah. one. I think a, another sign of a toxic relationship is someone who is, is not willing to to admit when they're wrong. Um, yeah. they, they use 
manipulation to get what they want. Uh, oftentimes, I think people don't realize that they're being manipulated. But again, I go back to what I said earlier in terms of people who manipulate, they're focused on self. They're not focused on what would help the other individual. Um, they often see uh, the other individual when they're doing what they're doing to shine. I've seen this in abusive relationships. Uh, so someone, say for instance, they're um, trying to pursue their career. They're trying to better themselves. This person might see this as a threat for you to step yeah. out and see what you're doing because now you're quote unquote, leaving me. And I, I see that as a, a threat to my right. securities. So I think toxic relationships, uh, individuals who struggle with their own pain and have not dealt with their own stuff often take that out on the individuals that they're with. And those insecurities manifest in, in ways of power and control where they can be verbally abusive, physically abusive. Uh, they, again, just are focused on what feeds them. And in, in that you're in trouble when you find yourself in that type of relationship because True. only bad things are gonna happen when you have someone who um, has that type of mentality. Very true. And uh, I, I realized something. It can be very difficult to um, note where, where if someone is toxic, especially at the initial stage of the relationship, like we, because people can be very charismatic. And so when the charismatic people come up and they show up in your life, they seem all nice and cool and very kind. And then you, you start making emotional investments into the relationship and they just show up as something that you never even expected or saw coming. And um, it can be difficult to deal with. So I, I came up with this because I, I realized that some people find it difficult to leave their relationship even when they know it's toxic. Yes. And I've seen that a lot. They know it's toxic, they know it's harmful and they find it difficult to leave. Why is that? <laughs> I know there are obvious reasons, but yeah. No, I think you, you spoke about some of that in your question or in the comment that you just made, because oftentimes we do invest in this relationship and they, they do seem like a different person prior to when they make the switch, if you will, to the person yeah. controlling and who's mean spirited. And you're kind of like, wait, where did this come from? This is not the person that I, I fell in love with. And so they oftentimes, especially in a cycle of an abusive relationship, they it, it is that a cycle where you know they 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 treat you love and lovely and kind and all this other stuff and then something happens and then they they lash out on you they might be abusive towards yeah. you then they they say oh i'm so sorry you know it'll never happen again and then next thing you know something happens and you're back in that cycle and it's yeah. it's one of those things where anyone who finds themselves in an abusive relationship and it doesn't have to be physical it could be whether it's them cheating on you, whether it's an emotional, whatever. But oftentimes I think we, we look at how much time we invested. We also look at the fact that you mentioned something earlier that individuals can be very charismatic. And you know when yeah. they are charismatic and they are saying all the right things, it seems great. And you know the right things, yeah. Right, and, and, and it's something where when we think about it and we're honest with self, because I've definitely been in toxic relationships before, it also requires for us to look at what is going on within me 
to believe that it's okay for someone to treat me like this. What need yeah. am I trying to fulfill in this relationship? And from a, a spiritual standpoint, what need am I trying to have this person fulfill that God is the only way to fulfill this? And I think that's where we mess up when we're looking for an individual to make us whole, to make us feel happy, to make us experience. Yeah, and, and, and we will always fall short. But if we, if we have a clear understanding of what God says about us and how we should be treated, then there's certain things, A, I think earlier on, we might be able to spot certain red flags that we might have missed otherwise. But, uh, but even outside of that, uh, when we start asking ourselves those difficult questions, not to say it's easy to walk away and hear me. If you're in an it's abusive relationship right now, if you're in an abusive relationship, it's complicated to walk away from someone who's yeah. physically abusive. And that, that's something that you need resources, you need support. It might take you multiple times to get out of that relationship. But yeah. I, I am saying that there are certain things that make us vulnerable to find ourselves in a toxic relationship in the first place. And that usually is we're, we're seeking something and, and we, we are struggling with our own pain or insecurities or unmet needs. And in doing so, this person is giving us a counterfeit offering to meet that need and we're not going to take it. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, I understand that it can be very difficult. So there are times you would want to tell a person to leave. Clearly, it's it's toxic, but they find it really difficult to leave, and I do get that. But um, when it comes to unmet needs or the insecurities, um, how does a person navigate that, especially when they're in that toxic situation, but they don't know how to leave it? And it's like, today it's good and tomorrow it's bad. And so they feel like this is the only comfortable space for them because of how, you know, their the insecurities. But what advice would you give to someone who was in that situation, knowing how complicated it is to leave? Yes, I first would tell this individual to reach out to someone, just anyone who they trust. Because one thing that mm -hmm. I, I find is that when you are in a toxic relationship, there's a lot of shame associated yeah. with that we feel embarrassed that we're yeah. allowing ourselves to be treated. And we feel like people will judge us for staying in that abusive relationship, if you will. Yeah. And, and with that, once you're isolated, it's very difficult for you to, to navigate the situation. There's, there's a lot of factors. There's a lot of blind spots that you might not even be able to see, but someone who is objective or someone who cares about you might be able to point out some things to you. So I would say, if you can find someone in your circle who cares about you and someone who can maybe connect you to some other resources who might be able to help you navigate this, especially again, if you're in a physically abusive relationship, there's dynamics at play yeah, and, you very can, and it's very, again, I, I want to emphasize this because I think that sometimes we make the mistake. If we see a friend who's in an abusive relationship, we, we just say, well, why don't, why don't they just walk away? It's not, yeah, 
it's not, not it's, I mean, there's certain things where no. it might be finances at play. You might be trying to figure out how you can take care of the kids. You might like be just concerned straight up about your safety. All these things are yeah. consider, right? Yeah, and so important. I'm not going to tell somebody who's in that situation. We'll just leave. They, you know, what's, you know, what's going on. You know what steps you need to take. Now, yes, I, I don't want you to continue to stay in a toxic relationship, but it, it needs to be a, a plan put in place on how you exit that relationship if your safety is at yes, risk. Yes, a plan. Very so, true. But I think that the biggest thing that I would offer them is A, you know, find support, however that might look for you, uh, and, and understand that uh, even beyond the individuals in your life that God God is going to bring you through this. You know, God, God wants more for you. God does not want you to stay in a relationship where you are being emotionally, physically, or sexually, whatever, abused. That's just, that's not God. Sometimes I think we can, can encourage people, especially individuals who are in, um, you know, relationships where they're married and they're being physically abused. And we can change people and say, you just need to stay in that. Well, I don't think that is meant for you to just stay and get your butt beat. I, that's, that's, I don't know. Let's, you know, let's, let's talk about this because sometimes um, we, we end up encouraging people to stay in relationships um, where their life's at jeopardy. Right. And so I think we, we just need to be mindful of what we say because it's sensitive, but ultimately um, knowing that that you deserve to be treated um, like a child of God, which you are, um, and in relationships that you are not being upheld to that, um, it needs to be true. Very true. Um, I think one of my mistakes was telling a person to just leave because I saw the signs, and I I understood through that that it can be very messy, it can be very difficult to leave the relationship even for someone who is young. Um, and that is why I started this, because I feel there's a whole lot of connection with how a person sees themselves and what relationship they, they enter in. And so if a person is seeing themselves as unworthy, it often makes them feel like they have to be validated by another person. And so it can be very difficult to maintain even healthy relationships because they don't feel um, worthy, and that is something I had dealt with in in my past. But at some point, when I realized it, I also dealt with guilt, a lot of guilt because I was leaving a relationship that wasn't good for me. And over a year, I felt really guilty about leaving. And so, when I finally learned that I was in a narcissistic relationship, then it opened my eyes and I could get, I, I got healing from that because I knew what it was. All this while I didn't know what it was, but finally I just, I knew that this wasn't, it was purely toxic in every way I can uh, define it as. But um, there's something I didn't do right. And so this is why I, I want us to talk about this. I didn't know how to heal even after leaving. And it took me a whole year, almost two years trying to get out of that space and I could have returned but you know each time that opportunity came it's like God didn't want that to be so we just found a way of not being together and um, yeah but how does one heal 
without feeling guilty and you know regret sometimes yeah <laughs> that's a really good question and I wish it was a cut and dry answer to that uh, you said something earlier that I want to point out that healing is a process it does not happen over overnight and one of the things that I realized yeah. is that depending on how deep that wound is you also have to factor in the time that it's going to take for the attention that you need for that just like a physical wound if you you know, cut yourself and it's just a graze on your hand, for example, uh, that probably can heal fairly quickly. But if, if you have a gushing wound from like a major accident, that's time and attention and care. And it often requires for us to feel the pain, to, to go through the hurt again in order to begin the process of healing. And I say that because Oftentimes we, we live in a society that's very pain adverse. We would rather stuff our pain pain and put it on a shelf somewhere and not think about it, drink our pain Mm -hmm. away, shop our pain away, sex, our pain away, you know, whatever your thing is, eat your pain away. It's it's one of those things where we would prefer to avoid, but the pain is still there. It's sitting there saying, Hey, we still need to address this when you're ready. And Oftentimes people don't realize how that unaddressed pain is affecting them until it comes up later in a relationship or when someone says something to you and it, it triggers your response and you're like, where did that come from? Well, it came Mm -hmm. from that thing that you put on the shelf 10 years ago that you have yet to deal with. And so we have to first, in order to begin to heal, understand that we have to engage the pain and it's not easy. It, it, it often is one of those ugly processes if you will where you you find yourself crying you find yourself feeling uncomfortable you find yourself saying oh my gosh this does not feel right but we have to take the time in an instance like you described to to grieve the loss to very wrestle with um some of the the beliefs that we had coming out of that relationship because you said something that I thought is is very important to address that you felt a, a sense of guilt which is that in a sense sometimes we can take on false guilt if you will because yeah. in that instance if you were being mistreated you weren't guilty of doing wrong yet the devil does like to make us feel as if we did uh that we are guilty of sin we have to be careful not to take on someone else's sin against us oftentimes yes. when we're in a toxic relationship the person who we are dealing with often puts on things. To, they often p- blame us for things that they're doing. They put the blame on they, us. Yes, they, they're yeah. really good at blame shifting. And, and, and so we have to be able to recognize that, oh, no, 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 no. This is something where they mistreated me. And I'm not going to, to ascribe to these lies that they tried to convince me about myself or about, about why this relationship did not work out. I'm not going to own your junk, you know? And so (laughs) I think, I like that. Yes. I think that's, that's really important when it comes to uh, walking away from a toxic relationship is really sitting with what happened and, and understanding, okay, this is, this is what they did in this situation that was wrong. There might be some things that, that we do that's wrong and, and being able to identify it and say like, okay, this is what I learned from this experience. But then also being able to name 
the offense that was committed against us. And if that offender, if that person who you were in relationship with never apologizes, never admits it, never acknowledges it, we still, because of our faith, have a God who we can bring that pain to and say, God, this, this hurt me. Yeah. This hurt me deeply. This has brought about shame. This has brought about all these emotions that I don't want anymore, God. This has brought about fear for future relationships. And I'm struggling with that. God, I'm hurt. I'm hurt by the fact that, you know, I spent all this time investing in this uh, this relationship, whether it's one year, 10 years, you married 20 years, whatever the case may be. I'm grieving this because I feel like I lost time. I feel like I lost myself. I think these are things when we have these honest conversations with God who cares and who, who knows what was burdening our heart. It allows us to begin to release it and, and express and lament the loss that we have. And, and that's the thing. We, if anything, we have to learn to bring that pain to the cross and, and in doing so those, those, steps that we make to express allows us bit by bit to release the tears that we shed allows us bit by bit to release what's been pent up inside and so that usually that process yes you can engage a lot of what I'm saying by yourself in your prayer closet through journaling um, through reading God's word and, and reminding yourself again what God says about you but in addition to that I also think it's important for you to have someone who's going to walk alongside of you, uh, uh, a brother and sister yeah. in Christ, a counselor sure, that is to, to support you and help you to just process everything. Because it's a lot. When we're processing by ourselves, we have to understand that sometimes the enemy likes to insert narratives that are, are just counterfeit I call him again I like using that word counterfeit when it comes to an enemy because he's very good very good at manipulating the truth and so we can be sitting here thinking some stuff that is totally in opposition to what God Mm -hmm. is saying and so we if we have people in our lives who care enough about us to be able to uh, say no wait where where did you get that from like no I, I challenge that way of thinking no, like this, this, this person actually did you wrong. This is something where it can help again to take down those blinders that we might've had in that relationship because yeah. we were in too deep. And so those yeah. are the things that I think can help you to begin your healing journey. Wow, that's amazing. Um, you mentioned something about taking the pain uh, to the cross. And one of the mistakes I made when I came out was seek ways to heal myself Um, because I didn't like how I was feeling. It was very uncomfortable. So I said, okay, uh, let me read a book. And that was how I slowly started reading all these new age books on spirituality and healing the self. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was new age or whatever it was called. I just had no idea what I was doing. All I know is I needed to heal and I needed to heal fast. (laughs) And so I didn't like the fact that I was feeling you know, sad and hurt. And so I had to read all these books. And I think they moved me further into depression because they were giving these ideas of what to do and what not to do. And I think it became sort of legalistic. So I just felt, you know what, I don't think I can do this anymore. So let me just (laughs) pray. And somehow I got to learn that these things are kind of demonic. And thankfully I didn't delve, dive in too deep into things like, 
uh, crystals and all those things because these are they're always advertised on the internet and so i didn't go deeper <laughs> like some people would but in the end i i had to realize that i, I realized that it wasn't um it wasn't the, the best way to heal in fact it is no way to heal and i've always been drawn to spiritual things so I just felt, okay, this is one way to heal. Since I was kind of angry with God at the same time, but I just said, okay, how do I heal fast? Since the healing wasn't coming in as quick as I wanted. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. I, I tell, it's, it's, it's interesting how impatient we can be. We're like, I want it now. I want to get rid of this icky feeling that I have going on here. Yeah. And I can totally relate, but nothing about healing those deep wounds is fast. And, and, and that's mm. something I think that those who are listening need to understand. There's no microwave mm. healing when it comes to layers of pain. Yeah, and I want people to, especially young women, because I see this, I see this a lot with young women like me, and um, it's always very difficult. And so it's like a pattern, even when they, they come out of this relationship, they go into another toxic relationship and it's just this endless cycle. Um, of toxicity and yeah I feel if we know how to heal or if we just at least um, if we are patient enough with our healing process we wouldn't have to return to those things that kept us bound in the past and um, yeah but I also want to ask because we do have okay there was this story I, I heard recently about a young lady in a family setting she was accused in fact her family said the family was just more like a very um harmful environment for her because they would always accuse her of things and she just she didn't feel comfortable in that space but she she couldn't go anywhere she couldn't leave the family because this is her own you know immediate family she couldn't leave and someone said she would have left the family she would have found a way to just leave that environment if it was toxic well, we found out that at the end of the day, the lady committed suicide because it, it became too much. And so she killed herself. Um, but in that space, if my friend was going through something similar, I wouldn't know what to tell them because they're still young. Um, they're not fully independent and they don't have a place of their own and nothing is just there. So how, how would you, what would you say to someone if they're in a toxic family setting? A place where they can't really leave. Stuff Ooh, like that. That's so tough because you're right. Sometimes you you have to stay in it for the time being. There's factors in place. Yeah. And if if that is the case, this is when that in, internal work is critical. Uh, mm. Knowing how to quiet the voices, recognizing the voices. So yeah. for for me, that the, the thoughts are everything. The thoughts lead to um, the emotions that you feel, which influence the behaviors that you engage in. And so capturing the thoughts that you have and being able to identify the lies that might be said yeah. to you by other individuals and, and, and being able to look and compare those things that you might've been told or the things that you believe about yourself against yeah. what God's word says about you will will help you to sustain yourself in times like that because sometimes people tell you some things that are so mean so like so yeah. 
discouraging. And if you, if you take that stuff in and, and don't reject it, uh, then it can easily have you get into the place where you're hopeless, you're depressed, and you feel like there's really nothing to live for. To live for. Yeah. And so being able to recognize the lies and, and being able to reject them as soon as possible, I think is, is, is key. Also finding however you can spaces to release. Uh, so whether that's through journaling, if you have a trusted friend or a family member or someone or pastor that you can talk to, again, yeah. isolation is what really drives people to dark places if they feel like they're struggling alone and no one cares but i mean there's research that shows that individuals who experience trauma growing up in childhood but they have one caring adult in their life who just says that they matter says like that just say that i see you and i care about you that yeah. can make a complete difference in that person's trajectory when they they grow up and and go on to to live life versus someone who never had that so i'm saying that to say if if you can find one resource you might not be able to get out of that house but if you can get into a church if you can find some youth center or whatever uh where you can be yourself and and someone can just remind you who you are that will help you to sustain while you're trying to figure out how to get out of that situation. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Um, that is actually true because I can remember um, one of the ways I've dealt with, you know, like my own stuff was talking to people. And there were times I felt, you know, I don't really have to say something because it seems a certain way because I don't talk much about my own business. I just, <laughs> I'm always, um, keeping things, you know, to myself sometimes, but I, I realized the power in having someone close who you can share things with in your own difficult moments. And I think it's really necessary that we have someone like that, at least one person who truly sees us and can affirm us and help us heal or go through whatever it is that we're in. Um, I do, I wish there were so many things to say, but yeah this is just one of those things um when I, we've been able to uncover how to leave in a relationship i think it can be difficult but it's something that can be done especially if it's not you know noting how primary a relationship is for someone who is married with children person might just want to stay there at, for the sake of the kids but that is not advisable most of the time and where I come from, people often use several excuses for staying in relationships. And so, yeah, we've also learned that it's not a must you stay there. You can always find a means to help yourself, empower yourself. But there are women who are not empowered in any way. And so if they find themselves in a place where they can live like a toxic situation with their husbands or if it vice versa, a man, um, what do you think that person should do? You know, for someone who has a family, maybe kids and doesn't have like a form of, like a means of livelihood to sustain the children. Cause I see that a lot. Yeah. See, that is, is interesting because it really depends on the resources that are available for you in terms of how I, I respond to that. Because for example, okay. in the United States, 
there's various hotlines, there's various shelters, there's various resources that someone can turn to to get advice on like how to create a safety plan, how to uh, look at ways in which you can potentially move and, and have a place to stay. Um, but in certain parts of the world, you might not have a domestic violence shelter available to you. Yeah, it's often difficult here. <laughs> right, right. You yeah. know, and, and so in a case like that, uh, it, and, and especially in uh, if you come from a culture where being abused might be considered not that big of a deal, or, you mm -hmm. know, you might have folks who be like, well, you know, and they, they're not supportive. That that's very difficult. That's very uh, difficult. I, I hope that if someone finds themselves in a situation like this, there is at least someone in their life who they can turn to, who they can um, maybe reach out to, who can maybe help them navigate a, a, a way in which they can safely either remove themselves for that, that situation, yeah. um, find some additional housing, um, because if you are financially, that's the thing. I, I think that's why it's not easily, it's not something where you can say, just leave when you are dependent on an individual, you have children in the yeah. scenario. Um, and so I really think it's just a matter of depending on where you're at, seeing what people in your circle, in your life, what resources might be available are there. Hopefully a church, you know, yeah. is somewhere where you can turn to to see uh, if they might be able to advise you on some steps that you can take to safely try to get out of that situation because your safety above all things is important and sometimes yeah safety yeah if it and, and sometimes when someone who is abusive uh to you is is trying to who sees you trying to leave they don't take that kindly you know so we have to you know have that in mind yeah that's true um i also want to add this one I understand that, and this is for someone listening. If you're listening to this, um, I just have to tell you that you, you should find a way to speak to someone about what you're going through and don't just sit with it because you feel this person can, it's like your life source. No, no one can be your life source. It's just God who can help you through it. And if it's an issue, because I, 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 I know that sometimes, most of the time, these people don't change. And I'm talking about narcissists a lot of times. So if you're listening to this, I would advise that you don't just manage it. You can't manage it over time because it's going to drain you at some point. You just feel drained. And some people lose their lives. Some people lose a lot of things. Destinies are wasted because they, feel, they felt they couldn't let go of something, even when it's not their life source. So I would give that as an advice. For young women like me who often feel they need to be somewhere or they just have to be in a relationship to be validated or affirmed, that shouldn't be the case for you. Um, one thing I've learned is that if I make something an idol, it doesn't always end well <laughs> because, you know, they can't give me everything. Um, it's just imperfect. These people are imperfect. And this... I also believe that even if someone is negative or maybe has an issue, it can be sorted out, but you cannot be their savior. Most of the time, you're not their savior. You can't do anything. You can only do much. 
Uh, so I know people would say, oh, let me just stay there and help him, or let me be here, let me just help her. Uh, she will change. When we get married, she will change. Most of the time, that doesn't happen. And I was telling a friend yesterday that marriage doesn't change anyone. And this is for someone who is in a, in a toxic relationship. If you feel he or she will change when you're married, um, no, because marriage often reveals people. And so there are people who might go for counseling and all of that stuff. And they, they, still, haven't, they still haven't addressed an issue, a deeper root. I'll also add this. Some people stay in narcissistic relationships um, and they often feel that this person can change or somehow they will become good to them or because they are nicer today, then it will always be this way and it's something that can be dealt with. No, from experience, it doesn't always happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen all the time. Uh, a narcissist can, I've not, I've not heard of it. They say narcissism has no cure, but I like to have a counter opinion on that because I know God does heal people and people can change when they have Christ. And when they have an encounter, not just, you know, coming to church, when they really have an encounter with Christ, they can change. Um, so that's the same for any personality disorder, they can change. But I will advise you to not make that your life source, to not make that an idol, to not make relationships an idol. Because I can actually understand why we, we feel the sense of need to be in a relationship. God, the, God made us for relationship, and that is very true. He made us for relationship. Um, he said it himself that it is not good for man to be alone. But you also have to understand that based on how this world is, you can't be with just anyone. You have to be with someone who's aligned with your purpose, someone who can, um, someone who will just be there for you, even if they don't have everything. And it also takes um, two people to, to tangle. So if someone is looking down on you all the time, making you feel unworthy and isn't taking accountability for their actions or always blaming it, your actions on you all the time, then it's something you have to reconsider. You don't have to be there. You really don't have to be there. Seek the help that you need. And um, I can tell you that I'm a true testament of healing from one. So it's something that can be done. If you feel it's not possible, you might feel, okay, this is not possible. I've invested so much here, but you can, you can heal from it. You can leave it. You can heal from it. Um, there's always something beautiful on the other side of pain. So yes. Um, Amen. So do you have anything to say? <laughs> yeah. No, that's wonderful. I, I love hearing just your perspective. There's a lot of wisdom in what you just shared and you're right. Oh, thank you're you right. so I much. Think, um, from a, if, when we talk about toxic relationships, at the end of the day, there's some form of, of, of abuse, whether it's mental, which I think can be emotional, um, all that, like the, the trauma that we can feel from those toxic relationships yeah. and how it can make us feel about ourselves. You're right. You don't want to stay in that and in whatever no. resources you can use to get out of it, use to get out of it, especially before it gets to the point where you're in deep, like a marriage, you know? So I think the yes. signs that you pointed out are so on point and I just appreciate uh, just having this conversation with you. Oh, thank you so much. I actually appreciate you for honoring this invitation. 
I I'm blessed, honestly, to just have you reach out. And I said that the first day, and I'm still happy that you came on. <laughs> yeah, I'm really blessed, and I can't wait to do more um, shows with you. And so I believe that I see you as a very anointed person, and you have a lot to share. You have a lot of insight, and it's really amazing what you have to share. I also appreciate uh, God for your testimony. You know, some people give up and um, I, I like it. I, I thank God when others just rise above those ashes and are able to build something beautiful off of their lives. And I know God helps us here, but it's also amazing to see that you have taken this effort and you've gone out to just help others here. So I, I thank you for that. Thank, thank God as well. So um, I guess this is where we draw the curtains, <laughs> yeah. But basically, I just had to do this because I, I felt the need to say this for someone who is going through, um, who is feeling confused about staying because sometimes there's confusion at some point. But um, this is just to provide a little bit of clarity if that's what it is. But mostly, um, I would advise that you, Go and see God's face <laughs> because he's going to help you, definitely help you and give you the courage that you need to leave. Yes, because we need that. So thank you so much, Ms. Jocelyn. Thank you very much for being a part of this. Um, I appreciate you being here and I hope we can have this some other time again. Me too. All right. Thank you. Uh, maybe you can just share your social media platforms, like how they can reach you because I'll be sharing this. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, I, I would suggest uh, you check me out on Instagram and my Instagram uh, name is my faith on the journey. Yeah. You can also um, find me on Facebook. Uh, just look up Jocelyn, uh, actually connect with Jocelyn. And my name is spelled J-O-C-E-L-Y-N. Or you could just go visit my website, jocelynjjones.com. And you'll find connections to all my social media, my YouTube channel, everything is on there. All right. Um, so yeah, thank you very much once again. Dear friends, we've come to the end of this episode. Um, do share your thoughts or just leave your comments right here or on my social media platforms, basically Instagram. And you can reach me at Amarachi Gabriel at Amarachi Gabriel. No underscores, no full stops, no nothing. Just Amarachi Gabriel. And also, you can send an email to thenewchristian365 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And very soon, I'll be uploading another podcast. So I hope you look, be on the lookout for that one. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. God bless you. Bye.